And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away edition of Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Brought to you in part by our good friends out there at the Driveway Company in Grimes. I saw one of my neighbors called one of the Driveway Company guys. And uh, they got their driveway uh, sealed and some other stuff. I saw a little sign that said, done courtesy of the Driveway Company. Kind of made me feel good that somebody was listening to me. So there you go. Spreading the word. Spreading the word. Yep. You uh, If you have cracks, if you have sinking uh, things going on in your life, no, I'm not talking about your relationship. I'm talking about your driveway. If you, if you, if you have, if you have separations, again, talking about your driveway, uh, call the driveway company out in Grimes, 515-850-1072. They'll come out and give you a really nice estimate and... They'll take good care of you like they did me. I love my driveway. They did a great job, and they will for you if you call them at 515-850-1072. The driveway company out in Grimes. Excuse me. Uh, Happy Memorial Day uh, weekend to everyone out there listening. Richard, Trevor, Jeff, Tony, Kenny. uh, Those are watching us on Facebook Live right now. We, uh, we're doing our annual salute to the troops this morning, and uh, we're going to be having uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of thing, different things. We're going to be talking with Joe Coy up here from Winsent, and uh, they got a bunch of stuff they just released with Fourth Arrow Camera Arms. So we'll be talking with Joey about that in the Winsent unit, and then in the eight o'clock hour, we're ripping lips. We're talking with one of the best bass fishermen this country's ever produced, and I know that's saying a lot, but it's Denny Brower, man. Come on. No hunting today, raining hard, have a good day. <laughs> I hear you, Nick. <laughs> it, it's raining. I hear you. You know, so Danny Brower will be on at 8 o'clock, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what he is up to and what he can recommend for your bass fishing all across the Midwest here. Danny's from Missouri, so he lives down in Texas now on Lake Almistead. He retired, and he's happy catching them big 16, 17-pound bass, man. I tell you, that's that's something else out there. All right, let's head on over to the phones uh, while they're doing that. Uh, real quick, sponsor of the week is Wyckoff Heating and Cooling. Wyckoff Heating and Cooling just gave away a brand new air conditioning system to a veteran. Did you see that on Facebook? I thought that was so cool. I love Wyckoff. If you got if you got any kind of uh, air conditioning needs or if you need uh, anything done to, to make your climate in your house where it needs to be, call my friends at Wyckoff Heating and Cooling because I tell you what, that's who services my house, and uh, they just do a, an amazing job. They're good folks over there. So, Larry McCoy's watching us this morning. Larry Mack. 
Paul, oh, man, now we have to be on our best behavior. Well, yeah, because Larry, you know, he's intimidating. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, he picks on me all the time. <laughs> he does. Let's go say hi to Joe from Winsent this morning. Joe, good morning, buddy. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? Yeah, well, it, I'm doing well. Andrew, what, uh, what did you just do? Because I'm getting like an echo now. And hang on, Joe. I gotta, I'm hearing myself twice, and once is enough, Joe. <laughs> once is enough. Okay. Yeah, that's, you know. No, is it that? No, hang on. Hello, hello, hello. That's the it's when you hit that last button. You did that. Anyway, Joe, so I, you guys got a big deal. Oh man, just blow my eardrums out. Uh, there, that's better. What, what did you just do there? Uh huh. Yeah, turn my headphones up now. Joe, are you still there? I'm still here. Okay, I can't hear Joe now. All right, all right. Let's just we're just gonna have to suffer through this. All right, so. from the get-go they're they're one of our, our one of our top supporters yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fun they, they love our system for sure yeah i i know i saw i don't know how many things on winston in there the last week i mean it was uh i thought that was pretty good myself and they actually have their own their own cartridge don't they yeah yeah so they have their own they have their own deer farm um we do like three different ones of their scents that we have available for our winston 2.0 so um, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually the, one of their, it's one of their pink estrus, double estrus scents that they, um, that we came out with for the 2.0 last year. We were, we were kind of waiting for raw material and then we finally got it. And then so many people were asking as soon as we had it, it'd be like, boom, instantly became one of our top double estrus scents that we sold all last year. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that is cool. Hey, uh, Andrew, you want to take, uh, I'm having the Facebook live stream going to the other room, so we're high tech here at the show, Joe. You just, it's amazing, man. I'm telling you, I, I got to take my iPad and live stream that way. So anyway, hey, um, we, uh, I wanted to get you on here. It's Memorial Day weekend and you guys have a big show coming up or a big sale, right? Yep. Yep. So this weekend we're running, um, 20% off site wide for Winsent. So if you've been waiting to uh, pull the trigger on a Winsent unit, now's the time for sure. Get ready for, for deer season. You might be a little bit too late for bear season. You might be able to still get it in, fit it in for spring bear. You, yeah. know, you never know. Um, are, they, yeah. are they ready to ship? We we are we are ready to go. Thankfully, um, you know, we're, we're able to ship out here in Michigan. So even with all this crazy stuff going on. So if you place an order over this weekend, everything should ship out Tuesday. All right, good. That's all, that's that's exciting. I know Larry and Paul and Ryan, all of us that respect the game TV, we love our win sense. And I'm under strict orders, Joe. I'm not allowed to say Winsy scent anymore. I, <laughs> I, I Larry, yes. Larry told I, me he was going to thrash me if I said Winsy scent anymore, and it's like, yes, you guys you don't make Dave happy. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys don't understand. It's just like if I say Winsy scent, people are going, "You big dummy!" It's Winsent. So you get like twice the time in somebody's mind if you if I say it wrong. But see, nobody nobody under nobody just appreciates my uh, my my uh, rationale, Joe. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Kind of crazy. So, 
Well, yeah, we got so twenty percent off Winsent. So yeah. if if you're looking to get into a Winsent unit, what I would recommend is we have what's called our we have a white tail starter package, and we also have a bear starter package. So it depends what you're, what you're looking to get it for. With our white tail starter package, comes with the unit, comes with um, basically a case and a scent, and all, basically just kind of what you need to get going. Um, so you get a kind of a, already kind of a discounted rate for the whole package. And then with the 20% off, you can't really beat that. For the deer package, we have a couple of different scents you can get with that package. You can get our doe ester scent. You can get our P7 Sanctuary, which is similar to, like, Conquest Evercalm. It's a good calming bedding scent. And then you can also get a uh, synthetic estrus if you happen to live in a state that's synthetic only. So <laughs> kind of keep all the bases covered there for that starter package. Well, there you go. That's exciting. So, you know... I got to tell you, I love that thing. I used it uh, bear hunting up in Minnesota, and it worked so well using the donut scent. Uh, the bears, man, that vapor, that scent vapor, it gets up in the wind column, and it just stays in there longer than, you know, you taking something out of a, a powder bottle or, or, you know, if you're trying to do an aerosol out of a can or something. With that wind, wind scent unit, it heats it up. I mean, it just stays in there and floats around, and... It's got a, you got that, I love the remote control feature because like it, when I was deer hunting last, last year in the rut last year, I was able to put that uh, doe and estrus out there. And if I saw deer activity, I could hit that up a little bit and uh, get that extra scent into the wind column. It, it's such a handy little tool. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, I was on my first bear hunt. It was a blast. Bear hunting is a blast. Um, yeah. So I had the wind scent 2.0 out there. And I'd see a beer, you know, start circle down wind like you normally do. And you give that thing a few puffs, which is, you know, like you said, with that remote, it's so easy to do. Just put in a little more scent. Yep. And it was fun. It was fun to watch the bears come in. It's 50 and try to figure out what it was. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that is neat. I'm telling you. Hey, tell everybody about, uh, now, with the, with the new unit, what's really nice about that now is you you don't have to deal with the tanks or wells anymore. You guys actually have little single cartridges. You just screw right in. It's so much easier to use the unit now. Right, right. So our, our original unit, you had a refill tank, um, but we decided to go to basically with that tank, it has a coil in it, which is what heats up and vaporizes that scent out. Eventually, you have to replace that coil. There is a little bit of maintenance involved with cleaning that coil. So we decided to do with the 2.0 unit was to make it so each individual um, scent basically came with a new coil every single time. So yeah. whenever you buy a scent, you're getting a brand new coil, which is going to be you know, for optimal for scent vapor performance. You're going to be so much better off that way. Once you run out of the scent, toss it, throw a new scent in, and you have a brand new coil. So and there's no mess, there's no, you know, filling up tanks and all this other stuff. It's just all sealed up in a nice little cartridge. Yeah, it's way easier now. And, I, I man, I, when I was elk hunting last year, uh, that bear that came in, I could not believe it. I had that uh, cow elk estrus sent in there okay, yep. and that i had a 400 pound bear come in and we're sitting on the ground and that thing got within five six yards of me i, I got it on i put the video on facebook and, <laughs> oh, and I, oh i tell you what it was cool but i was getting a little nervous it's like <laughs> i'm gonna have to break open my uh my jerky or something and sh uh, make sure he's got something <laughs> yeah uh, i did you know i did not have a uh, a bear permit and i'm just sitting there with a bow and i got my buddy's dad with me hilly 
Um, Hilly had a crossbow, and to be fair, our honest folks, Hilly had his crossbow up. The bear was going to charge. He was going to shoot him because I was going to. I mean, five yards, a bear can get on you in five yards in like half a millisecond. Half a second. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, all it was separating me from the bear was the camera. And it's like, yeah. I've been around a lot of bears and because uh, I've taken nine with my bow over the years. But, man, I tell you what, that's as close to the, on the ground as I've gotten. So, <laughs> Yeah, I remember last, um, I think it was my second or third sit out on my first bear hunt. Mm-hmm. I There was a bear on the bait, and it was getting dark, and I was going to head back, and I tried to yell at the bear, hey, get out of here. I want to get down to my stand and all. And the thing is, like, he looks up at me, and he's like, oh, I didn't know you were there. Comes right up to the bottom of my stand, looks up at me. <laughs> it, it was so different hunting an animal that was more curious about you than scared, yeah. which is like a white tail. Yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of funny. I ended up getting down from the stand, and uh, he was still at the bait about 15 yards away. So it was kind of fun to be you know, 15 yards on the ground from a bear. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a neat animal, that's for sure. They're tasty too. I I if I did if I didn't like them to eat, I just they're, you know, whitetail, elk. I I don't know. I'll probably I'd like to go bear hunting one more time. They're just, I mean they're so quiet. I mean you could be it's sitting hard. there. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah, you could be sitting there looking looking around, and next thing you know, you look underneath. There's a bear. I mean you don't even hear them come in. They're so quiet. Their pad, the way they walk on their pads. But uh, I'm going elk hunting again uh, in uh, in August or late last part of August, I think, or first of September. I'm sorry, first of September. I'll be out in Colorado, so I'm going to have to hit you up for some more elk estrus and uh, some more stuff that I can put in my. Hey, Larry Mack, my, in my Wednesday scent unit, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh darn it. it's my radio show if i want to say when's your shan i could say when's your shan it's when right. it's when sent folks it's when <laughs> somewhere dave dyken was pulling his hair out right now yeah, probably oh come on man it's just, it's just fun so hey you got uh, one more time you got a big sale so now's the time to order your stuff right that's correct so yeah if you're on our websites um Oh, hey, hey, tell tell her, hey, listen, for all my crossbow friends out there or folks that muzzleloader hunt, uh, tell them about that final rest real quick. That is an amazing piece of equipment. Right. So the final rest, kind of, kind of the way we approached it is we, we, with fourth arrow cameras, we had all these different, you know, setups and components for different situations and we're like, well, why don't we basically take what we've learned from camera inside and apply it to a shooting rest? So that's kind of what we did. So we have basically three main different options for shooting rests. Mm-hmm. We have your traditional, you know, platform on a tripod that's mobile. You can take it anywhere. Um, the beauty of that system with ours, it's super lightweight, super packable. The other thing we have is what's called our fixed blind kits. So for anybody hunting out of a permanent, you know, if you have a, you know, a homemade, you know, shooting shack in the back 40. Um, that you can just mount right up with a permanent base. There's an arm that comes off of that, um, and then you can put the shooting platform on that arm. So basically, instead of a tripod in your blind, you have a shooting rest off of coming off of an arm, which allows you to move that shooting rest back and forth, in and out, and you get all that range of motion in the blind without having to have a tripod. So that's that one. And then the other one is called a pillar system. Similar system made for in a blind or in a ladder stand. Just clamps onto the shelf of your blind or it clamps onto the shooting rail of a ladder stand. Um, and then it's got that arm on it. 
um, and then the shooting platform on top of the arm. So again, you have all that range of motion without using a tripod. And like I said, it works in a tree stand too. Um, so you can, you know, be 20 feet in the air with a crossbow and have something solid. You have your crossbow up, ready to go, or your rifle, which around here, some of our spots, you know, you're you got a tree stand on the edge of a 250-yard field, you know. <laughs> it's nice to be able to have a steady shot rather than trying to freehand it with a rifle. So, well, and we, so yeah. you know, we got muzzleloader season and shotgun season here in, in Iowa, and, you know, you can definitely use it for that, too, if you're hunting on a stand or in a ground blind. And uh, it, it's just a, it's a wonderful way to, you know, not have arm fatigue. And, you know, when that, when that shot comes in, you can just put that against your cheek and, you know, get into your reticle and you can relax and go through the shot. It's going to make you more accurate. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's yeah, a- so for, 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 uh, for final rest and winter, the, uh, the 20% of code is, you want to use the code Memorial 20, all one word. Okay. Memorial uh, you 20. You find that it's, it's right on the website, on the top bar of the website, you'll see that discount code. So it should be pretty obvious for you. Okay. Hey, and I, I'm going to just say folks, if you're, if you're going to start getting a wish list together for the fall, you got to put a scent grenade or wind grenade on there. Uh, that that thing is amazing for checking your wind, and you can actually use it as a cover scent too. I I love using the earth uh, cartridges in that scent grenade. Uh, that thing works like a charm. No more, you don't have to worry about any powder residue or anything like that, and it, it just stays in the wind column longer too. You can really it, use it as a cover scent, and uh, you can see it better, right, Joe? Oh yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely. No, I've had a few times where. I see some deer go downwind, and the beauty of that unit is it's right up in the tree with you versus, like, the 2.0. I, I just have it right there. I can check the wind direction. But there have been a couple of times when I've puffed that thing quite a bit, just get a lot of scent downwind. And yeah. I've had some deer not swoop. You know, they, they can tell something's wrong, but they're, they stay pretty relaxed and calm, which is totally what you want. Yeah, you said the, you said the discount code is Memorial 20? Yep. How do you spell Memorial? M E. M O R I A L and then twenty. Okay, I just I just wanted to make sure you knew how to spell because you know I'm a I yeah I'm on my third grade education. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> exactly. I just I just we're uh, we're streaming live on Facebook right now, so I just put that on there. So. Well, you know, Wednesday set memorial. It kind of runs together. Oh, now he's busting my my grape nuts, man. Okay, no, that's <laughs> fine. You know, you try to go the extra effort for partners, and what do they do? They just get they get cranky with you. You know, you know, you go, you go. I thought I thought this that thing was all a joke. No, <laughs> I knew how to. Hey, listen, I knew how to say Winsent. I told you I did it wrong on purpose so people would pay attention, but nobody believes me. Well, I've actually learned about that as being like an actual thing where you say that wrong, and then people are like, wait, you're saying it wrong. I- I'm telling you what, we got a we got a sponsor or a partner on the radio show. He's a realtor, right? His name's Realtor Rob. I said realtor. I said realtor Rob a couple of times on purpose. Not realtor, but realtor. I had people call the station complaining that I didn't know how to say realtor. But they, but what does that tell you, Joe? They listened to the commercial. They listened and remembered to right. Yeah, if you <laughs> exactly, that's the only way you would have known that they actually listened. Well, that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's a great way for me to find out if they're if they're paying attention or not. You know, exactly. There you go. You got it. All right, listen. If you want to go check out the wind scent units and uh, the final rest and uh, the fourth arrow camera arm stuff, it's all uh, they have all those companies, folks. And I use all 
all of that when I'm filming Respect the Game TV. Um, I've been using the fourth arrow camera arm gear for my tree arms and everything for about three seasons now. Super uh, super light, super packable, super uh, easy adaptable. You can and they got new new uh, collars and stuff for the trees now that are even easier to use. You got are those Joe? Are those out yet? So they're, we're looking at right around July. They're available for pre-order right now, but we're hoping to ship uh, early July. You got to go check those out. Larry McCoy actually, I think, had a little in, uh, input on those, and uh, at least that's what he said. You know, he, Larry tells me. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, Larry tells me. He showed him some stuff. Okay. Pretty excited about it when he saw we were working on it. Well, I got to I got to check up on him. You know, sometimes he kind of he kind of he kind of browbeats me so much. I want to make sure I know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. No. You should have seen him when we were turkey hunting. I mean, he was telling me that my peaking wasn't right, my zebras were wrong. I go, "What are yeah. you talking about?" He goes, "Dan, the peaking, you're out of focus." I go, "I'm not peaking. I'm looking right at the screen." He goes, "That's not what I'm talking about, moron. Peaking. <laughs> it's where the red is on the object that you're trying to get into. F- oh, I'm sorry." I go, "But Larry, we're turkey hunting. What the hell's the zebra do have to do with it?" Dan, Oh my the zebra means you're overexposed. I know. He well, I didn't know. I always put it on autofocus. I don't know. I mean, come on. <laughs> just point the camera and it just does its thing. Exactly. <laughs> What's the problem? You hit record, everything's fine. Come on, man. So. What's wrong with all this manual manual focus and manual exposure? <laughs> you know, I'm teasing. I've actually learned more. I doing my own TV show for 17 years. I I knew about. I had never turned the zebras on. I just never wanted to deal with it. I I keep because when you're self filming for deer or, or turkey or whatever, and you're bow hunting, it's it's already challenging enough. Because you got a camera guy person first, and then hunter second. I mean, folks just don't understand. And when, uh, but now, you know, now that I'm on a, a, a bigger platform, I want to do a good job for Larry and Paul and Ryan and everybody at TOG. So I'm trying to learn about all this stuff. And man, at 56, man, it's like Larry just shakes his head sometimes and says, son, sometimes you just ain't right. I said, I love you, Larry, Matt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, them zebras. <laughs> and, I, and Larry, Larry just put on Facebook, and I have to spell check you too. Because <laughs> I can't see anymore. That's for. I tell you, oh, man, complain, yeah. complain, complain. I tell you. Hey, Joe. Some people. Oh, Larry's aces. All right, man. Hey, it's always great to talk with you. Tell Dave and everybody. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me on. Oh no. Thank you for everything. And, uh, folks, if you have any questions or if you uh, if you need any help or anything, uh, go give them a holler. Joe's always spot on the phone. And uh, between Joe and Dave, they'll take really good care of you there with uh, Fourth Arrow Winsent and uh, the people over there at uh, Final Rest and Fourth Arrow. Yeah. You got it, man. I appreciate it. Hey, how'd your garden turn out? Uh, it's got a little bit more to plant, but it's looking pretty good. It's uh, finally getting warm enough. I mean, it was snowing here two weeks ago in Michigan, so <laughs> now it's supposed to be 86 on Monday. So I don't know if I'm quite ready for that, but uh, at least it's going to be warm enough for the garden now, maybe. Well, there you go. All right, listen, you be good. Have a great weekend, buddy, and tell everybody hi Thanks. for me. Thanks, you too. Thanks, Joe. There he goes, Joe yeah. from uh, Winsent and uh, Fourth Arrow Camera Arms and... 
all them other fine things, fourth arrow and uh, final rest. And man, I tell you, they just they just make great stuff, and they're right there in the good old U.S. of A. Seven twenty four and some change. We're late. We'll be right back on thirteen fifty ESPN. It's outdoors, Dan, on thirteen fifty ESPN. Welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Hope everyone's having a great Memorial Day holiday. Remember the reason for the holiday. It's for everyone that uh, gave the ultimate sacrifice for our country. And we, uh, God bless them, we love them. And to all their families out there, big salute. Love you to death. Thank you for your sacrifice. Speaking of sacrifices, a guy that spends a little, too much time with me, more than he ever should have to, Larry McCoy from Respect the Game TV is on the phone. What are you doing there, Larry Mack? I'm sitting here. I was watching you on Facebook. Uh, you know, it was, it was painful. painful. Painful? What are you talking about? I was, well, I was, yeah, Memorial Day. Hey, so Memorial Day, Joe, and and hey, so Memorial. And I, I was sitting here writing it down, like, oh my gosh, hopefully he gets this right. I, I spelt it right. I know, Dan, I know Dan really just doesn't know how to spell it. I, did I ever say I I knew how to spell it? I just said I was wanting to see if he knew how to spell it. <laughs> You know, and I know uh, how to say Winsent. I just I can get you. I, I could tell that blueberry pop, pop tart was getting to you this morning. Either that or Andrew uh, told me when he called me that uh, he put in some donuts. So yeah. I think I think you had to splurge and go out with a one of them either powder covered no, jelly no. donuts. Absolutely or a, not. It was a chocolate with sprinkles. Okay. See, I yeah. knew there if you're going to criticize, criticize right. Okay. If you're going to criticize, I'm partial. I'd probably, I'd probably have one in my hand right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was a little hungry because it's just, uh, yeah. So, and I offered you a Pop-Tart every morning when we were turkey hunting. You snubbed it and just threw some dip in. So, don't don't tell me about my Pop-Tarts. I, like I, I said, no, like I said, you offered me a Pop-Tart when you had that one little square and it had one little big triangle. <laughs> you are lying. You're lying <laughs> like a dog, man. I, I would never do that. I, I would share my Pop-Tart with you and Paul or Ryan anytime. So, so uh, hey. Uh, while I got you on here, I know you're a big fan of Winsent. Absolutely. Yeah, final rest. Yeah, over the fourth arrow, Winsent, final rest. They uh, they make uh, fantastic products. I mean, thing too that I was when I was listening about the final rest, you know, uh, or the fourth arrow camera arms that too. A lot of people box lines are becoming more and more popular as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, those mounts and the bases for those two, you can mount them inside the box line, not have to worry about setting them up every time you go out. Same way in the tree, you can leave a base and, and just take the shoulder with you. Just makes it so much more convenient, uh, you know, getting in and out of your trees. Uh, so it doesn't take you so long to set up, and you can be, you know, get there pretty much be ready to go. Well, I didn't even know about these guys until you, when you were and I uh, hooked up at the Deer Classic for the first time, uh, when you guys had the Elite booth, and uh, that was a couple years ago, but you took me over there and introduced me to David and them, and I, I was blown away of how packable all their stuff is. I mean, that's my biggest complaint as I get older I don't want to be lugging 60, 70 pounds around in the timber when I'm going in and out to film. And, man, I tell you what, just going from the tripod system, if we're turkey hunting or, 
if I'm going to uh, the the camera arms to uh, the the extra uh, the collars that you can put on the tree, if the wind direction, yeah, the bases. If you if uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, you can set up multiple bases for different wind directions, and you can just pop your arm off and go. If the wind changes, you can get down so you're not messing up your deer hunting. I mean, it's so convenient, and it's they're they're very inexpensive, Larry. Oh, it's a very very effective system if you're. If you, you know, like to, you know, film your hunts and, and now with the final rest, you know, crossbow hunters, gun hunters and so on. And it's uh, uh, that is a foolproof system for not only to be able to maneuver uh, well, but also to be able to, I mean, literally, uh, you know, when you have to get something out of the way, you can get it out of the way. You can sit there with your weapon, you know, in front of you ready, uh, you know, ready for you know to to go to action i guess but the uh and like i said it's maneuverable you can, if you're hunting with a scope anything your hands free you can just let it sit there uh and if you're familiar with some of the other shooting systems out there you know i feel like this one is is superior in a lot of different ways because of the arm system and it, it you really pretty much have more room yeah. so you're not sitting there uh you know kind of bunched up rather you're in a tree stand box blind ground blind whatever yeah, if you go to if you Google Fourth Arrow, uh, go just go, I'm sorry if you Google Final Rest on just go look at the video and stuff, folks. You're going to see what we're talking about. It's really a great system, and it's quiet. That's one of the things. That- yeah, the other thing too that that Dave and and the crew over there they're uh, they're phenomenal about getting uh, you know input. I mean, every time I've seen them at a show, you know we we've we kind of uh, had quick brainstorming sessions about you know hey man what do you think about this or or that and you know we could share some of our experiences and and then their minds go to work and and not only that is they film their own stuff as well and so so you know it's you know when you find something that works you know they try to capitalize on it and it's it's great for us as a consumer that brings stuff uh, to us quality stuff at affordable price that uh, you know so you can go back and relive your hunt you know yeah are you getting hammered with rain down there Today, the sun is shining. I cannot believe it. Why aren't you uh, fishing? I thought you were going fishing. Uh, I probably will. Okay. No, you, uh, just, you, other... till, you just got to wait till the time is right. Well, the, I was I wouldn't have called you. I thought it's raining here. I thought it was raining down there in Kansas City. Kansas City. But... Uh, yeah, I thought you'd be. Uh, I thought you'd be rained out, but anyway. So grilling, uh, you grilling this weekend? I know you're a big cookies fan now. Cookie up, cooking oh. up. Oh yeah, flavor enhancer. I mean, I've, I've, uh, yeah, we've we've tried out about every cookies product, and I, I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, Paul Biggs, uh, he that flavor enhancer. He's like, man, I eat that stuff on everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I'm telling you, man. Jenny puts it on popcorn, and it, you can't you can't beat it. It's good stuff. So respect the game, TV. Uh, uh, you guys, uh, it's uh, it's neat to be with you guys on there. Was, did you hear me teasing you about the zebras and the pecan? Oh yeah, I heard you. Yeah, I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're <laughs> quite the shore. We only had the second angle running. <laughs> Yeah, we did. You didn't turn it on because you were cold. Oh, whatever. that's on you. That's not me. We, I gave you the, I gave you the camera, man. Well, you had to do something, focus assist or something. Every time I looked at the camera, I was watching the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
I, I, it was not that bad. Come on, man. I was a little soft on the pheasant. That's the only thing I was soft on. Come on. <laughs> and I've never seen a pheasant do those kind of things either. Yeah. And too bad. Too bad we can't show it. Yeah. Well, you can show it. Just, just say Dan couldn't get it in focus in time. That's all. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, well, they'd be like, "What do they film on a Rhode Island Red Rooster for?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just mad because them Iowa turkeys kicked your rear. That's they all. did. Uh, hey, hey, I'm, they humbled They humbled me for sure, but that, it, that's what I call a hunt, you know. I'm telling you what, that was the most grueling fight. I mean, I had fun hanging out with you, but, man, talk about ex- – that's just excruciating when you're sitting there and you got them around you. I don't, I've never seen anybody call in nine hens in one morning and not have a time along with one of them. That was crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that doesn't happen too often, but uh, but – Hey, that's that's why they call it hunting, you know. And I tell you, I've talked to a lot of people around, and they, you know, the season's been tough. It's been tough all the way around with uh, the birds have just hadn't been acting normal, whether it be whatever the reason may be. Uh, but I can tell you this: when I checked a card on, I checked on my trail camera cards, and on May the second here in Missouri, I had pictures of a hen that had eleven. Uh, 11 pulps already. That's awesome. Well, and you called in, if, if you missed the show a couple of weeks ago, folks, when we had Larry on, how, how, uh, I'll let you tell it. How long was the beard on that hen that we got out there by Rick's? It was a, it was long. Uh, and it was, it was a paintbrush. Very, it, it, it was, yeah, I mean, enough to where I, when it was, when that hen was coming in, it was swinging and I had, I was about, I was about ready to tighten up my bowstring because, uh, I thought it was it was a time, and then she came into about seven yards, and and I made friends with the hen decoys, the DSDs there, and they it was, uh, and so we got a really good look, and I was like, my word, yeah, I've never I've never seen a, a beard on a hen as thick or as long as as that beard was. Well, the day before we thought we saw four toms, and one of them was that hen, yeah, that's because true. they were like 150 yards out. And that I, I guarantee you that was the that was three times in that hen. Yeah, you know when they fly down, they're establishing that pecking order because all of them were kind of, you know, that semi strike. You know when they fly down and and are establishing that pecking order. You know they're chasing each other around and stuff, and you know they're going over the hill, and all you see is four beards swinging. So it's like, oh, there must be four times there, and and uh, yeah. So I was like, you know, the, there must be. It must have been three times, and, and then her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. Well, we'll just have to get you back up second season. Cause... Yeah, she was on lockdown. She was on lockdown and couldn't shave. Well, i tell you what. Uh, out. Iowa, Iowa actually had a record turkey season. Uh, hunters in Iowa harvested more than 14,600 turkeys during the spring season, which is the highest spring turkey harvest since mandatory harvest reporting began in 2007. The previous high was 12,173 back in 16. And a lot of that, tur- wild turkeys were harvested in all in the Iowa 99 counties. Iowa spring turkey season ended May 17, folks. But a lot of that, Larry, was because so many people were off off because of the virus, the pandemic. A lot of folks, I'm telling you what, one of the blessings out of this craziness it's actually more folks are in the water, are on the water, and in the woods hunting and fishing. And it's getting, it's introducing people to hunting and fishing that might not have went before. And I think that's a good thing. Oh, that's an absolutely good thing. You know, our industry needs it, and I think it's 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 a great thing. You know, the state of Iowa's got such a great resource there, and 
you know, for people not to get out and experience is, for me personally, I mean, it mind boggles me just because uh, it is such a wonderful resource. The, uh, but that's, that's based upon how the birds were acting for me. Uh, that's, you know, that's definitely good news. Because well, that was just, I was, I was not part of that. Those, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, I mean, I tease you a little bit, but that, I mean, you just, it was just tough. I mean, cause I took Larry, I took Larry to where I harvested both of my birds in second season. And I got my, I usually, I'm in those spots, I'm usually done in two days. I'm not bragging, folks, because you can ask Larry. I'm, I'm an average caller at best. I mean, Larry was sitting there looking at me when I was calling those. What was that? <laughs> what do you mean? That was a Yelp. Okay. I'm just checking. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you you are five, you're five times the, the turkey caller I am. And I, I actually enjoyed listening to different vocalizations you were making. But um, it's just, you know, if they're on hens, it's hard to compete with the real thing. I mean, and if they're not coming to a call, I mean, I had friends of mine up here that had turkeys out there at 120 yards, and they'd sit there and strut and gobble, but they would not come in. And when they're in that kind of phase, it's tough. It is. The thing, you know, the thing is, that's, like I said, that's why they call it hunting. Uh, yeah. You know, you got to outsmart them and beat them at their game. I don't know if it was the phase of the season or the breeding cycle well we would we would have got one if we could have broke down and moved ahead of them you know that's to me i I, whenever i'm doing seminars and i'm sure you feel the same way if you can get between where they're roosting and where they're going to feed that's half the battle but we 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 just weren't able to do that because it was off the property we were hunting yeah i mean the the one of the key things to any any you know hunting situation to be you know successful as far as having that opportunity is knowing where the animals want to be and uh you know that's the fact we can talk about all this other stuff that we do and uh that's but really uh it is it's just about being where they want to be like waterfowl hunters waterfowl hunters you know, if you if you've got a field out back and you're seeing, you know, thousands of geese out in that field and and dryland ducks hitting your cornfields out there, uh, that's probably where they want to be. So you probably ought to set up. You set up a quarter mile from there, you're probably not going to have the success that you would if you were sitting right there. Yeah. You know, so it's just that's that's. But like I said, getting in between, intercepting them from. And getting in front of them, I think, is uh, is very vital. And two, with turkey hunting. It's really being able to get in that zone, uh, and I say within that you know 100, 100 to one hundred twenty five yard zone. A lot of times, you can get time to break, uh, at least come in to give you an opportunity. Uh, but but yeah, we just couldn't. It just we just couldn't get in that zone. No, so. I even came in and did the radio show so you could hunt by yourself. I figured I was jinxing you, but it wasn't me. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh we're getting i know we're getting ready to transition into uh the summer uh or getting our stuff ready you're going to montana and uh you're going to nebraska too aren't you yeah we'll be uh starting off in nebraska up there Corey pearson's uh which is a it's a fun trip and then uh montana as well yeah uh, then we- to be a, i did draw a deer tag up there so that's going to be a, a fun trip yep. and uh so, so what are you doing? What are you doing in this in these days to to get ready for everything? Are you are, when are you going to start putting cameras out in uh, Missouri for where you're where you're going to plant this fall? I've got a few out right now, but I really need to hit it hard and make sure I've, I've refreshed. I went through and uh, freshened up a few mineral sites uh, in Missouri, and uh, and then uh, yeah, put a few cameras out, but nowhere near. So I'll probably start here now. The turkey season's wound down and. And come and gone. Um, probably here in the next couple of weeks, I'll 
I'll start getting some cameras out and making sure that uh, uh, seeing what we got in the inventory and just let them ride and, and you know see what shows up. But uh, I'm I'm super pumped about this fall. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of nice deer that that made it through. Found some pretty good sheds. Uh, you know, we never had time to get out. So we'll you know, like I said, you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, it's all, it's it's amazing and. Have you? Uh, when do you start sh- shooting your broadheads? Do you wait till you wait till July or August to do that, or when do you switch from field points to broadheads? Usually, I'll go from field points to broadheads, and I shoot them usually in conjunction with each other. Uh, um, so not probably around the first of August. Okay, uh, I do, and, and and what I do too is, I mean, I try not to shoot. This may sound. Uh, awkward uh, to a lot of people but I, I try not to shoot for long periods of time through this whole session i'll go out and i'll shoot you know five to ten arrows and then hang up maybe a day try to shoot that a day uh whenever I, whenever i can if i miss a day i miss a day but, but what it does it keeps me honest because if i me personally if i get to where i'm shooting a lot i i, I can create a bad habit and then, then I, I lengthen that too, as it get a little bit closer, like through you know the end of July, I'll uh, I'll start lengthening my sessions, and then once I hit August and I get my broadhead going, then I really shorten them down to two to three arrows at different ranges, and I just go out and shoot, and then put it up uh, to try to make those shots count. Yeah, uh, because a lot of times you only have one opportunity, and and it really more so what it does it trains my my mind more than anything because uh, you know that's usually a you know, something goes wrong, it's usually, you know, me. It's, you know, I'm either I was not holding right because everybody's different, you know. There's some days I feel like I'm, I'm shooting my bow really well and I hold really well. Other days, you know, you may be a little shaky or whatever. You're not holding, but you still have to execute a good shot. So, yeah. so that's yeah. why it's, it's really just being repetitive. What do you, uh, what slick trick are you going to start using in the uh, for deer? Are you going to raptor trick them or? Uh, yeah, Raptor Trick, uh, Raptor Trick most likely up in, in, uh, uh, in Montana, but I haven't quite decided yet. I might, I might shoot a standard or Viper Trick too. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had good luck with all of them. They all seem to fly really, really well and, and just had, you know, outstanding, uh, results with, with the Slick Trick line. Well, if I get a shot in Colorado, I'll be shooting a hundred grain standard Slick Trick. Uh, I, those things fly like a dart and. Uh, you and I were talking. I'll switch over for my deer hunt. So you and I both drove Kansas. So I'll I'll get to hunt Iowa, Missouri, and Kansas this year for the show. So I'll, I'm going to transition over to a raptor trick for the deer. I can, yeah, those things fly like a dart, man. Yeah, they're they're a great head. I because I, I was never honestly I was never a big mechanical guy at all. Just uh, not because I didn't think that they worked or. Or whatever, just fixed blades. There's a lot less room for Error. you know something to go wrong. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, and most most people they you know they want to shoot a mechanical not because uh, uh, you know, really because they don't have time to to spend them and tune in a fixed blade broadhead and stuff. And that's the nice thing about slick trick is it really doesn't take much. It doesn't take any time. Like with especially with standard that viper trick and those raptor tricks. I've you know like I said I've had tremendous luck with them things flying. Right with the field tips. Yeah. With the new bow, the new cure, the new set technology, it really makes it easy for the bow hunter to shoot really whatever broadhead he wants because with that technology, you can tune your broadheads without having a bow press, without uh, you know manipulating your rest and all that stuff. 
uh, and bring your field tips right in with your broadheads. Yeah, I, I would. I, when I was getting those decaps ready for turkey season, and I was on the phone with you, and you, you know, because historically, I would I would broadhead tune moving my rust or taking poundage on or off. And I just had to use that set technology on that cure, and man, I, two two turn two turns, and it was dead on. I it was amazing. So yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is uh, to once you get in there and use it, uh, it is absolutely mind blowing when you can actually see the arrow respond like that. Yeah, so, it's, uh, it's crazy. Where can they find Respect the Game TV, Larry Mack? Respect the Game TV. They can find it on the Sportsman's channel. Also, YouTube. Uh, you know, if you all listen out there right now, go over and subscribe to the Respect the Game YouTube channel. You won't be disappointed. We've got past seasons. Uh, Paul Biggs and Ryan, they're working hard to keep everything, uh, you know, uploaded on there. They're doing a great job there. And uh, we've got a lot of new content that's going to be coming, too. We're going to be shooting uh, that's going to be going up. So, uh, you know, go subscribe to the Respect the Game YouTube page. Also, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, follow the guys. Follow all the guys on on RTG. You know, or or you know, comment if you got questions. We're gonna get back with you. We'll make sure we answer whatever you, uh, your question is. And if we don't know the answer, we'll get we will get one for you. There, there you go. All right, buddy. You go fish and have a wonderful weekend. And thanks for everything, pal. All right. Thank you. There he goes. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you. See you, Larry Mack. There he goes, Larry Mack, Larry McCoy. One of my, I love doing the show with him. We are really late for a break. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. This is Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN. Welcome back to this Memorial Day edition of Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Salute to our troops, everybody that served, has served, and uh, has paid the ultimate sacrifice. And I know Memorial Day is about the people that have fallen, but I want to make sure that everyone that is served or has served gets the knowledge because they deserve it. They really do. So I got about a minute here and then because uh, we went long with our con- with our guests and everything, and that's okay. When we come back... Uh, we're going to be talking bass fishing. So if you're a fishing fanatic, this next uh, hour is for you with Denny Brower. And uh, I can't wait. Denny's a great guy. He loves to bow hunt, too. That's a, You know, him and Shaw both are big bow hunters. That's what I love about them. They love ripping lips on fishing, and then they go sit in a tree. I mean, see, that's what I like to do. I, I don't fish professionally. I never would, never could. But uh, I do like to go out there and uh, wet a line. And you know how I, you know how I feel about bow hunting, so. You could never tell that I'm passionate about Bowen. Oh, never. Never. Nah. nah. That's impossible. No, who could guess? Come on. <laughs> anyway. All right. So uh, you guys be patient. Happy Memorial Day. And uh, we'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. You're listening to Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. He flipped me the bird and then he was gone. Somewhere. All right, there you go. I don't know what Andrew's doing on his song choices. I don't know. I'm going to have to sit on that boy. Welcome back to hour number two of Outdoors. What Outdoors, Dan? What was that? My voice is cracked, man. Uh, hour number two is brought to you by the fine folks at Elite Archery. Have you taken the shootability challenge? If you haven't, go to your nearest Elite dealer like Archery Field and Sports. Go check them out. 
you uh, will uh, you will you will be happy. Mark will take good care of you. Speaking of good care of you, I got a guy on here that's going to teach you everything you need to know about ripping ripping lips for bass fishing. The man, the myth, the legend. Uh, I'm humbled to say he returns my call when I call him, Mr. Danny Brower. How you doing there, Dan? I'm doing good, Dan. How are you? I'm good. What's up? Is the weather nice down there in Texas? It has been. It's been a little windy the last week or two, but it's it's kind of time of year. Uh, we set a record high the other day of 108 degrees, but uh, overall it's been pretty nice. Yeah, I'm telling you. It was windy yesterday when I called you, man. I could hear it through the phone. That's crazy. Yeah, I was out in the middle of the lake, and it was blowing probably 20, 25 mile an hour, so it was a little rough. Yeah, I got a guy uh, named Steve Martin on Facebook Live right now. He said he's been a big fan of yours uh, since the bass class was on ESPN in the early 90s, wondering why you moved from Missouri to Texas. Well, uh, I, I ask myself that once in a while, too, when the wind blows about 30 <laughs> mile an hour down here. But, uh, no, it was an opportunity. I just fell in love with Lake Amistad. Uh, it's a little more remote. You know, Lake of the Ozarks, where I had lived, is uh, definitely the recreational capital of the world, so to speak. Uh, just a lot of boat traffic. And if I was going to retire, I wanted to retire by a lake that uh, not only uh, you could have a little more isolation, but uh, had those giant bass in it. And yeah, that, come Amistad. on, come on, Dan. It's because you can go out there and catch a 16-pound bass pretty much any time you want. Come on. Well, not any time you want, but there's certainly some big ones do live here. So, yeah, that was part of the intrigue of moving down here. And, of course, uh, if you love the outdoors, hunting and fishing, Texas, this gives you a lot of opportunities. I mean, you've got all the different exotics and you've got elk, you name it. So it's, it's a nice place for an outdoorsman to retire. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, where you were at Missouri, I mean, that's that's that the, the fisheries there are amazing. I mean, you made a living doing that stuff. and. Uh, on that one, great fisheries like Lake, but Lake of the Ozarks. You're right. I, I when I was younger, I always thought that's where I'd want to retire. You know, down in that area and stuff. But it's so commercialized now, man. I I don't know if I'd ever want to do that. I really love that area. Uh, we got a lot of good friends up there. Of course, we still have my family up there. But uh, you know, if you're going to spend time on the water, there's just so much recreational traffic and the mm-hmm. boats every year kept getting bigger and bigger and the waves, uh, you know, a lot bigger. And it, we had a place originally on the water and you were constantly repairing a, your dock from getting tore up from all the wave action. And so there was, there was a downside to it. But as far as a fishery, like the Ozarks is a great fishery. It's loaded with good bass, but it's just hard to fish during the summertime because of all the recreational traffic. Yeah, fall is always the, the peak time down there. I mean, you know, when we do the St. Louis show, um, my buddy had a place down there. Um, I can't remember what section of the lake it's on, but you know, from uh, sep- late September through uh, November, he that's his favorite time to fish that lake. Yeah, it's a good lake year-round, but, uh, you know, my favorite time was always when there wasn't a lot of boat traffic out there, rainy days and things <laughs> like that. Hey, what the, what are you, what you know, this time of year, uh, like here in Iowa, where we're at now, the bass are kind of kind of going through their, I don't know where they're at, they're towards the tail end of the spawn, I believe. Um, I haven't got a chance to talk to my buddy, my fish biologist buddy, and uh, but they're getting towards the end. What's your approach to a, to bass on that situation? 
Well, I always kind of like to fish where the fish are moving to. And, you know, in, in pre-spawn and the spawning season, you've got a lot of fish trickling up into the shallower protected areas to, to lay their eggs and go through the spawning ritual. But once you get past that, on most lakes, they're going to pull back out on deeper structure. And, uh, you know, I hate to make a statement like that because dirtier water lakes, it doesn't really happen that often. Some fish are going to stay a lot more shallow than they would on a clear water lake like what I'm on here. But right now, our fish have pretty well all finished up uh, the spawning process, and they're pulling back out to the ledges. The bluegill have pulled back out, and they're, you know, down there up to 20 foot deep right now. So the bass are going to go where the bait's at. They're going to go where the groceries are at. And uh, that's one thing you always want to keep in mind. You know, what are they feeding on? Uh, are they going to be shallow up there feeding on a shad spawn, or are they going to be deep feeding on some suspended fish or whatever? So, But uh, once you get past the spawn, normally you need to concentrate a little bit deeper. Yeah, and I think you guys are a week or two ahead of us. Uh, you, I, I think that's usually the pattern down there. But, you know, what, are you covering as much water as you can right now? Are you Are you sight fishing? What would you be doing if you were up here? Well, I'm not side fishing at all anymore. Uh, I don't do a lot of that to start with, even though this is a super clear lake, uh, just because it's such an unreliable pattern with the wind and everything. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm fishing the deeper water. We've got a hydrilla in this lake. So where previously I may have been fishing up on a hydrilla flat, now I'm going to be fishing the deep edge of the hydrilla or where that hydrilla meets a drop-off, where it meets a drain that comes back in there. Uh, anything that's a highway leading to those areas, that's what those fish are going to pull back to. And those are the areas I'm going to be concentrating on. Uh, I like to have that super deep water within a cast, within casting distance of where I'm fishing. Even though I may only be fishing, you know, 6 to 10 feet, I want to have that 50, 60, 100 foot water, whatever it may be, fairly close to me. Okay. So you're kind of hitting the ledges or the drops? Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Hey, what do you now, Dan? I I sold. Uh, you don't get mad at me here, but I actually sold my boat uh, last year because I just didn't have a lot of friends. That you know, with me doing the radio shows on the weekend, I'm off during the week, and they you know they're working, and I just got tired of going fishing by myself all the time. But one of the things that was kind of I don't want to say frustrating, but it was one of my challenges. Whenever I would go to a new body of water, um, you know, I, the, the, what do you do when you're so used to looking at topo maps, um, fold out topo maps versus electronics? I know, I know the electronics is a little bit uh, challenging for a lot of folks, but you know, I could look at a topo map, but sometimes I had a harder time on my graphs. Why is that? Is it just because I'm a dummy? <laughs> uh, well, I'm not going to go there, Dan. But, uh, <laughs> that's all we used to have was the topo maps, yeah. and uh, if you grow up with that, you're just kind of used to it and accustomed to it. But nowadays, with your electronics and all the mapping that's available with these electronics, uh, I run the Hummingbird products, and they've got that Lake Master stuff. And I mean, that's like looking at the best contour map you could ever look at, and mm-hmm. it just all pops out, makes it easier. You can sit in your garage and, you know, bring any lake up around the country and study it. And, you know, if you've got a tournament that's going to happen there, you can you can learn so much because of all the detail that's on those maps. Uh, this lake, as an example, it shows all the old building foundations, the old under 
lot of railroads and roads that have been flooded over. I mean, you just can learn so much that you can learn off a typical contour map. It just didn't have the detail. You know, I don't know what my deal is. I can look at a map and I can find pinch points and travel corridors for bow hunting. I mean, I can target in and zero in on that stuff like crazy. But when it comes to fishing, and I don't know what the transition hang up in my head is, but it, I it's just a struggle for me. And uh, I mean, I love the electronics so you could see the fish, you could see where they were at, you know, in the water column. And um, it, uh, but boy, I still had a lot to learn with that. If I get a boat again. What's the best thing for someone to do to learn a graph better? I'll really go out with somebody that's got one that's good at it, have them show you the in and outs, make sure it's set up and adjusted correctly, and Mm -hmm. that'll shorten your learning curve. But, I mean, you can go online now and get any question. You can see a video on, uh, you know, what you need to do. It's It's just a lot easier to shorten that learning curve than it used to be. So the biggest thing is time on the water, just like anything else. It's no different than time in the woods. Uh, when you were talking about pinch points and places like that for hunting whitetail, uh, I always compare hunting trophy bass just like hunting trophy whitetail. They love the same type of places. You use the same mentality to seek out either species. Yeah. I kind of wish I would have went with a hummingbird because that side scan unit, I think I would have done better. I, I'm not going to say which one I got. I want to be fair. But I I, uh, I kind of wish I would have went to that other that other option because I think that would have helped me with, uh, you know, how they had that, uh, that horizontal, uh, that line on the graph, and then you could see to the sides with the side yep. scan. I think if I would have went that way, Denny, I would have been a little more proficient with what I was doing, trying to do. Well, all, all the different electronics companies have come a long way. There's a lot of good options out there. I, I've been with Hummingbird my whole career, back when I first started to fish professionally, and I've seen a, you know some so-so product, and I've seen a lot of advances. But you know the stuff they've got right now is just mind-boggling with the down imaging and the side imaging and the Mega 360 stuff. I mean, you can go out there and you can take you know the use of that product to whatever level you want to, and it certainly makes it. A a lot more exciting time on the water you can actually see the fish down there yeah hey what's uh what's some of your favorite crankbaits you're running right now well, right now i'm throwing the striking 5xd a bunch just because of the depth that the fish are in and once they start moving out a little bit deeper i'll go to the 6xd uh that's just an excellent series of crankbaits very reasonably priced for the consumer but they do an excellent job they run true right out of the package every time and just catch a lot of fish yeah, uh, to any to- are you doing topwater at all? We're catching some fish on poppers right now. I'm throwing that KVD splash a bunch. It seems to be working real well, especially in the the natural shad colors like a bone, something like that. And even when the water gets a little rough because this lake's so clear, you can throw that popper and it makes enough noise that it'll draw them fish up out of 10, 15 foot of water. Yeah, we had Shaw on last week, and we were talking a little bit about fish and vegetation. And uh, you know, he uh, he was talking about putting those. Uh, oh, what uh, what's that striking? It's like a cinco, but it's not a cinco. What's what's the striking? The Ocho, thank you. Uh, he was talking about putting a lead head or uh, bullet weight on on that uh, to get it through the vegetation a little better. Uh, what, what's your approach on fishing heavy weeds and veg? Well, we get a lot of heavy grass here with the hydrilla, especially when it starts to mat out. And mm-hmm. When it does that, I like to actually pitch a big uh, weighted bait down through it. And, uh, you know, something like a rodent, uh, anything like that, the uh, 
uh, anything with appendage seems to uh, make it a little harder to fall through. That's why, uh, obviously, Shad or uh, Shaw was fishing the Ocho because it's a slim bait that'll go down through that vegetation easier. Mm-hmm. But when I'm fishing those mats, the thing I the reason I like that rodent is it doesn't have a bunch of excess stuff on it, and it'll go down through there. It'll follow that weight as I punch it down through there. And I'm going to be doing it on heavy line, braided line, and you know we're fishing for some extremely big fish down underneath that grass. You know, Denny, I, I, I fish more walleye and crappie than I do bass anymore. That just seems to be my favorite go-to, what I like to eat. But, man, I tell you what, Shaw talked me into going to braid a couple of years ago and then using a fluorocarbon leader because I used to run just straight fluorocarbon. And it got a little expensive, but I just liked it. But, man, since I moved over to that braid, I don't miss the fish um, walleye frustrate the heck out of me. That little pick, 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 pick thing, because half the time you think you're hitting bottom, it's the fish. But, boy, that braid really makes a difference. Yeah, you can feel better with it because there is no stretch, but mm. uh, the, the real asset to it is the strength part. You don't have to worry really about breaking your line. And I went to where I'm fishing it on top water. I used to always use monofilament for topwater fishing you couldn't use floral because it would sink and pull the nose of the bait down mm-hmm. but uh, so you're using monofilament well, a few years ago we started switching over to the braid and my poppers and everything i'm fishing on the braided line now and you can make a long cast you can get probably more distance with the braid casting than you can with anything else but if you get a bite out there at the end of the cast because there's no stretch you just get such a better hookup with the fish you end up landing a lot more fish what line are you using right now i'm using the smackdown of cigars just excellent line uh, they just come out recently with a gray color and uh, it really blends in good with the sky so i, I fish that uh, stealth gray color in the cigar uh, smackdown yeah and uh, it's as good as it gets for that application i've been pretty impressed with cigar i i just moved over to that like i said a couple years ago and man i tell you, i just haven't had any problems and i love that micro diameter it, it does let you cast farther yeah you know they're the people that invented uh, fluorocarbon so they definitely know everything there is about fluorocarbon and a few years ago uh they got involved with uh with the braided line and uh, you know it's their first class they seek out nothing but the best so it's it's really good stuff yeah it is folks we're visiting with fishing pro denny brower and den can you hang on through a break for me absolutely we'll be right back on the oh boy i almost said the wrong station we'll be right back on 1350 espn it's outdoors dan on 1350 espn Welcome back to Outdoors with Outdoors Dan, the Memorial Day edition. Hope everyone's having a great weekend, and God bless our troops out there. Our guest is Denny Brower. He is our, our one of our favorite pro fishing guys. Him and Gary Klein and Shaw Grigsby, man, that's a that's a heck of a trio right there, good, good fellers. Uh, we're talking a little bass fishing. Then, uh, you know, you're down there in the heart of it, uh, swim baits. We talked a little bit with uh, Shaw last week about them. Man, I tell you, the... It amazes me on some of the cost on some of those things, but boy, they're, they do work. They do work, and on clear bodies of water like what we have down here, they're fantastic. Uh, if I was to send somebody out there to try to catch a double-digit fish, that'd probably be the bait I'd suggest for them to use. Uh, but there's a lot of applications. Uh, you know, it used to be all we had was the 
the hard version of the big swim bait, and now every company's making multiple different soft versions. Uh, with striking, we got the rage swimmer in several different sizes, and you can rig it multiple ways, and uh, you know they're not that expensive anymore. Yeah, is there a favorite? Is there a favorite couple of designs or styles that you like on swim baits? Well, I like a boot tail type swim bait, like the Raid Swimmer. I really personally prefer the four and three quarter inch. It just seems like the perfect size for the majority of the four inches the bigger fish are feeding on, and you can pair it up with a belly weighted uh, jig head or a, a belly spinner. And you know, fish it out there in 18 to 25 foot of water, and you're going to get some big bites. You can almost fish it like a jig, but a little faster than a jig. I'll throw it out there, let it go to the bottom, and then just kind of slow roll it back in, keeping bottom contact occasionally. And man, it'll be like the most vicious uh, spinnerbait bite you ever had when they hit it. Yeah, you know, when I when I do go bass fishing, one of my all time favorite baits to use is spinnerbaits. I love an Indiana and Colorado or a willow and a Colorado uh, tandem blade set up and man I, I you just can cover so much water and I've always had good luck with spinners yeah spinners are great but I tell you bait that's really kind of taken the world by storm is the bladed jig craze and uh, striking's got that new thunder cricket out and Shaw, really Shaw talked about that last week why is that so awesome it's just a phenomenal bait. I guess they got the right vibration pattern in it or whatever it is, but the fish love it. And I've been putting that little Rage Menace as a trailer behind it mm-hmm. and throwing a lot of green pumpkin color, putting a little chartreuse on the tail of that Menace, and it looks like a bluegill in the water. And that's what a lot of these fish that move up this time of the year are feeding on, bluegill rather than shad. And you really solicit some big bites from those fish with that particular bait. And, uh, We've been throwing it now for probably two months here, and that pattern is still existing. It's, it's crazy that it's lasted that long. Usually, you got to start switching the other lures and that to trigger the bites. But it's just been a phenomenal bait. Yeah, and then what's what what's uh, what's the weight that you like to throw with that? Well, I've been throwing it in a half ounce primarily just because of the depth I'm fishing. They make it all the way up to three-quarter ounce, so it won't be long, and I'll be switching to three-quarter ounce as these fish move deeper. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's got a great vibration. You can use a lot of different trailers for it. They, they've got a Rage Blade trailer that really looks good. If you don't want quite as much action, uh, you can put a Rage Bug behind it. Uh, you can take the regular swim bait like the Rage Swimmer and use it. When I do that, I usually go down to the three and three quarter inch size. But you just get so many options with that bait. You can make it, you know, look like a bluegill. You can make it look like a crawdad. Just whatever you really need to do to match the hatch. But it'll certainly get you some bites. Yeah, when uh, when we had Sean last week, he was I was asking him about rods because. I, you know, I usually take a couple different rods with me, and I go, Shaw, on an average day, when you go out and fish, how many rods do you got in your boat? And he goes, about 30. And I about hit the I hit the studio floor because, I mean, that's as much as my truck costs. I mean, 30 rods. Do you, is, that, is that what you got in your boat all the time, too? You got that many? Well, I'm real fortunate that uh, Lose is one of the sponsors, and you're right. If you start adding up costs of uh, some of the high dollar rods and reels, you'd probably get divorced. But uh, yeah, 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 I've got a rod locker full of stuff uh, for those what if scenarios. Yep. Now, on the deck of the boat, I usually have six rods on each side, so I've got twelve rods 
that I've got out at all times to fish with just because there's so many different things that can happen and each day is a little bit different and I mean I'm on the water an average of five or six days a week so I'm spending a lot of time out there so I run into different patterns and different things going on. Is there a different rod or feel that you're that you are more uh, happier with than others? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, nowadays rods are more uh, designed for certain techniques, technique-specific rods, where it used to be we'd take one rod and we'd throw a worm on it, and then we'd throw a topwater, do different things. Now you've got a special rod for topwater fishing, a special rod for fishing jigs, special rod for flipping pitching, and it just goes on and on. So it's... Uh, that's part of the reason we carry so many rods. We're spoiled. We want the perfect action for each application. I guess, man. I, I, I can't even imagine if I tried to go out to the tree with 20 bows, man. That's crazy. Hey, uh, Charles wants to know, he loves night fishing to get out of the heat of the summer. Any suggestions or uh, techniques for uh, night fishing bass? Uh, no, not really. You know, night fishing is something I did years ago, unlike those are to kind of get away from the traffic. Mm-hmm. But down here, I've yet to do any night fishing, even though it's a clear body of water. And it just seems like the clearer bodies of water seem to be the best for night fishing. So I would keep that in mind. But uh, spinner baits are great at night. If you go to a spinner bait, go to a single spin, it's going to put out that vibration to help the fish locate the bait. That big if thump, thump, thump in the water. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Spinner baits are good nighttime lures. Uh, top waters can be good. Go with the darker colors. I prefer black bait at night when I'm fishing top water. But, uh, you know, wear some safety glasses because if you miss a fish fishing top water at night, it's hard to see that bait coming back in. <laughs> yeah, that's all I need. Hey, uh, so are you are you still doing major league fishing? No, I pretty well have retired from just about everything. Uh, Denny, I, Denny, you can't do that to us, man. Well, you know, I'm still doing some promotional work and working with sponsors and all that and occasionally do fish a tournament. But, uh, I, you know, all them years of driving up and down the road all over the country kind of take its toll. And mm-hmm. I've had some back issues and other things like that where it's time to slow down and really uh, I hear, I have my own agenda. I hear you, brother. I'm telling you. Folks, I'm going to embarrass him here for a second i'm gonna tell you something when i first started in radio uh 24 years ago i i was i mean i'm i'm, I'm no nothing now but i'm i was really a no nothing back then i had a, a one of my partners was denny dennis sporting goods in fenton missouri and i got a hold of denny and we were going to do an outdoor day at the store and denny was kind enough to drive all the way down to denny's didn't ask for a dime came down visited with everybody talk fishing and did that for for me and i'm gonna tell you something dan i'll never forget that that meant the world to me that someone of your stature and someone of your kindness and you you visited with everybody you and shaw have always been aces with me buddy yeah i will never forget that as long as i'm on this earth yeah i appreciate that dan but you know we're really involved in a fun industry and there's a lot of good people and it's uh you know it's just uh real fortunate that we're we're able to do what we're able to do so yeah well and you even gave me a wheaties box i said hey denny if you're coming down here could i please get a wheaties box he brought me one i still uh, got i still got that you big mooch <laughs> <laughs> hey I'll, I'll reciprocate i'll bring you some slick trick broadheads or something that's what we're talking yeah there you go denny if someone wants to ask questions or uh, how can they follow you and keep up with you 
Well, Facebook, they can get a hold of us there, and I'd be happy to help them any way I can. Okay. Look up Denny Brower Pro Angler on Facebook, and he'll do that. Denny, God bless you. Have a wonderful Memorial weekend, and uh, thanks for spending some time with us here in Iowa on 1350. Uh, Thank you, Dan, for having me on. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. There he goes, Denny Brower, one class act right there when it comes to fishing. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. This is Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader, 1350 on ESPN. Am I on? Hello. 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 Turn my headphones up. What are you doing? Hello. Earth. Okay, I got it. All right, welcome back to 1350 ESPN. Uh, so I already told you we had a record turkey season this year. And uh, the DNR would like to thank you. Uh, they collect. They set a goal of collecting 500 turkey legs to try to find out if we have LPDV here in Iowa in our turkey population. And uh, we. Uh, they said that uh, they, if you still want to uh, donate a leg, if you have one to the study, just go to iowadnr.gov.turkey or forward slash turkey, and you can get a packet. They'll send it to you, and Jim Coffee would appreciate that. Hey, there might be a new virus strain impacting our wabbits. How about that? State wildlife experts are on the lookout for a new virus impacting the native rabbit, and here populations in Texas, Arizona, Colorado, California, and New Mexico. Let's just keep them varmints out of our state, them, them trespassing rabbits. We got enough problems. And dang wabbits. And wabbits. Gotta go wabbit yeah. hunting. Speaking of wabbits, let's go talk to a little wabbit, smoking Joe Smelter. What are you, what are you doing there, wabbit? What you doing there, wabbit? Yeah, yeah. He's all frisky. He got a new hunting bow. He's all happy. I was out at Archery Field and Sports, and he goes, uh, hey, I got a new bow. And I said, well, good. That's a nice bow. I said, what'd you buy? He goes, well, I got a bow. I go, you got a bow tech? He goes, no, I didn't get a bow tech. I got a Hoyt. I said, well, yeah, that's something. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's, that's a bow, yeah. It's, it's a, that's all it is. It's just a bow. Hey, I you know they're all good bows. I I don't they criticize are. anybody's bows. You know, yep. I don't it's do like I don't, yeah. I don't I don't do what you do. Bait and switch me on trucks and everything. Like you know, oh, give you me a, to yourself. Get, Everybody knows. Get me in trouble with my wife. Yeah, I oh, know. As soon as I buy something, he puts something out on the lot that's a little nicer, looks better, whatever. And he knows I'm going to be in there for an oil change. And he does it when he knows my point. He knows when my appointments are. <laughs> yeah. Just keep on going there, Joe. No, keep he, on going. He does. He does this all the time. I sit there all day and just wait for Dan to come get his oil change. Well, you know, I've been here for 10 hours today. Dan should be here in five minutes. I'm going to not do anything. No, don't even, don't even, don't even, don't even. You know, you. All you do is look up on the on the oil change service roster for appointments, and as soon as my name pops up, that's when you play your little games. I, I'm right. on to you, Smelter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, are, you get me in you trouble. You're a professional at getting yourself in trouble. Just you're a professional hunter. You're a professional broadcaster on the radio. Uh, just. Well, I, I never said I was a professional broadcaster. I'm just I'm just a guy that tries to broadcast. So hey, anyway, and uh, yeah, you know, just get just quit getting me in trouble with my wife. That's all I'm okay. saying. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what's going on at the dealership? Did you, I have inventory. Did, did you that's sell that? Good thing. Did you sell that truck? No, it's still outside. Gosh, folks, if you're looking for a trail boss. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got to go look at that 6.2 or 6.3. You really want to make Dan jealous. Oh, my God. Buy this white trail box with a 6.2, and it's got a lift on it. Oh. And it's got wheels and tires, I'm, and it's fully decked out. Oh, I'm telling you. I, I for the trails. Yeah, I almost I almost did it, but it's just like I, I can't do it. I don't, it's not worth getting in trouble over. So, and I love my truck now, but boy, I, I wish I would. I told you I wanted white. I next, I'm buying white next time. If you don't have it, I'll just wait. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just let you know when another white one's here for you. Yeah. Thank you. So that one will be around. Who knows? In six months. Who knows? It's going to be longer in six months. I guarantee you. That. <laughs> so well, you got special financing. What's going on? Yep. Still have a zero percent, and that's good through um, the end of the month. So a week from today. Um, so zero percent on half ten Silverado. So there would be not to you know kick you while you're down. There would be a zero percent on that white trail boss with six two. Yeah, you need to go. You need to call uh, Doctor Yagi over at Advanced Family Dentistry and say I've got this white trail boss. You need to come and buy this because it looks <laughs> just like a big molar. Yeah, group. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, Doctor yeah. Yegi, Obi Wan Kenobi Yegi should be riding that truck. He, you know, him and him and Doctor <laughs> TJ. I'm telling you, they I'll could put it, it over. Yeah, you, um, put put on the back of the tailgate. May the floss be with you. I'm telling you, they would be styling <laughs> and profiling. That sounds like a great plan. I'll take you up on that. No, I'm telling you, you know, he, he can afford it. He can do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have zero percent, or you can do six thousand dollars in rebates, and then um, on some of the vehicles, you get an extra thousand uh, if you are a current developer before May first. Uh, so, so you're half ton truck. Some of them you'll get up to seven thousand rebates. So there's some huge offers out there right now. Why they last? So mm-hmm. it's um, so yeah, it's been good. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Yegi said, "Tell you good morning." See, he's listening. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, Dr. Jake. And hopefully, uh, hopefully our networking group will start here in the next few weeks or next month or so. I'm looking forward to it. Well, get in there and let him uh, brush your I mean, you know, they're, they're back <laughs> open right now. So Advanced Family Dentistry, you go in there, they'll take care of you, and they'll give you a toothbrush and treat you nice. Well, that's good. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. there you go. All right, tell everybody where they can find uh, And I, if you want to shoot for that truck? I mean, you can afford it to buy me. A, you can you can afford to buy me a truck if you know if you want to. I have some kids and all that stuff. I am in no position to afford that. Let's see how excited you were to shoot the bow, and then of course you know I find out the hard way that you're like, oh, I didn't bring my bow today to the archery shop. I uh, you know I didn't even go to an archery shop without your bow because it's, just, it's like I, automatic. It's 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 hanging down. I got all I got both of them hanging in my office. They're right down there. They're all zeroed in for deer season. You should have one in your truck, and you should have one in your house. It's like that's why you got two, oh, one I, for each place. Yeah, I know. I it just I you know I just leave it there in its little place of reverence. I got a little pillow for it, and <laughs> it'll be fine. I you know it needs its rest, man, because it's gonna be it's gonna be putting stuff down hopefully this fall. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah, I hope so. Tell them where they can find you. Eleven oh one Southeast Oral Labor at the Rock, and I'm here till six p.m. today. And I wish everybody a happy Memorial Day. All right, hey, I'm going to try and drop some stuff off for you to give away for Father's Day. So I'll try and get out there yeah. next week and see you. Okay. I'll be here, buddy. Thanks, Joe. Yep. Have a good one. You too, pal. Happy Memorial. There goes Smelter. Uh, let me tell you, Herman's Fine Jewelers. I went over there. Jenny's birthday was the other day, and she wanted a cross. And I said, well, if my little baby wants a cross, I'll go get you a cross. So I went over to Herman's and I said, Donnie, are you open? Well, he opened. And I, I got a beautiful white gold cross with a little diamond in it. And and I, I took it home and I said, here's your birthday present. Th- that and a prime rib from uh, the Milo Locker. She had a really good birthday. So really, which was the better? 
I think she liked both of them very well. I, th- I, I think you. Gotta, I'm not a big prime rib fan, but Jenny cooked it. She wa- she wanted to try one, and she did it in the oven. It was amazing. Anything from Milo is amazing. Yeah, uh, I just went down there and bought a bunch of burger. There was like 20 people in line. Oh gosh, they they they're selling out of stuff as fast as they put it out. Well, I'm out of all my stuff now too. Are you? Yeah. Well, come over to the house tonight. I'm you have to. Yeah, come on over. I'll, I'll hook you up. I got some freezer meat. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. We got camel and some oh. other stuff. Anything for you. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I went over to Herman's and uh, he's over there laughing. He, I'm serious. So uh, 2900 University Avenue, and I said, "My sweet baby wants to cross," and and uh, Donnie hooked me up, and they'll hook you up too. They're they're back to full hours. Go check them out, and uh, if you got questions, call them at 222-2600. Now, they're not putting all the jewelry out, so if you need something, you go in there and you tell them what you're looking for, and they will specifically pull it out for you and and uh, get you what you need. And that, that way, they're trying not to cross-contaminate and, and to make sure everybody's healthy. They're good folks over there, and uh, they've been doing it for 38 years, and they'll do it in another 38 years. The next generation of Hermans is coming up. He's got his little girl in there, and... They're just uh, the family is doing well. So, you know, Herman's Fine Jewelers. Tell Donnie and Frank and all the gang over there thanks for sponsoring the outdoors. And I would appreciate that. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN with Big Red. You're listening to Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Now for 17 years of it. Welcome back to Outdoors at Outdoors, Dan, on 1350 ESPN. Thanks for everybody checking us out on Facebook Live. That's brought to you by the fine folks at Imperial RV Centers. Couldn't do it without Denise and Zach. Go see them and go camping. They'll they'll take good care of you. Hey, I got some sad news. Uh, the Big Iowa Firearms Coalition, Coalition and Ankeny Isaac Walton League uh, Outdoor Expo and Machine Gun Shoot is canceled. Uh, they I got the word from Eric this week. So they're going to do it again next year. Uh, I told him that we would try to help him promote it next year. Uh, would save the date for him and everything. So hopefully we'll be able to start promoting that uh, next February or March, and uh, we'll tell you about it. But uh, due to everything going on, they thought it was best if they canceled it for this year. So sorry to hear that. And, uh, you know, that's things happen. You know, that's all you can do. Uh, so I think we got Don from Sportsman's on. Let's go see what Big Red's up to. Big Red, you there? I'm here. How you doing, Dan? I'm good. Guess what I get to do next month? Tell me. I get to go to Kentucky. I'm going to the grand opening. <laughs> well, we'll be thinking about you. Yeah, we're actually going to do the show. I'm going to do the show live from the new store. That the, Where's that at? Garden Grove? Or what? what's the name of it down there in Kentucky? Oh, crud. Yeah, uh-huh. Come on. I, I know it till you told me. Yeah, that's all right. I'll be down there in Kentucky with Larry McCoy. But uh, we're actually going to do, they're going to open up the store so I can sneak in there. I'll be all by myself with all that goodies. And uh, I'm going to do the show live from Kentucky at the grand opening. So I'm excited about that. Well, that'll be fun. It should be fun, yeah. You guys, man, 120-something stores nationwide. You're getting huge. Hard to keep track of them all. Yeah. No. So you got flavored worms. <laughs> I, I saw your flavored worms at the store the other day. Hard to beat that, isn't it? I'm telling you, man, if I was a fish, I'd be impressed. Yeah. yeah garlic goes good with about everything. Garlic and worms. What a combination. Some butter flavored worms and we'll be good to go. Yeah. You got a big sale this weekend? Yeah, we have uh, our Memorial Day sale that's been going on for the past week. Mm-hmm. And it'll go on through, let's see, the 25th, I believe. 
25th. I got good news for you. Uh, Steve McGrath is back with Camp Chef. And, yeah, I talked. Uh, I I sent Steve an email, and uh, we might be getting to do some stuff with Camp Chef again. I'm I'm. He uh, he's been really tied up right now, but I'm gonna get back with him in a week or two. But I'm hoping that gets done because man, I love Camp Chef, and I know you do too. Well, I don't know if you've seen any of their new grills, Dan. Uh, oh, this- we're, having, we're having an impossible time keeping them in the store, but they have a new controller on them. Yeah, that is just amazing. Well, I my- they have a smoke setting goes from one to ten. Yeah, where below it is high and low, but now it's one. It, it's awesome. Yeah, I I still got my Camp Chef belt smoker. I've had that for four or five years now. It works every time I fire it up. I I have no complaints. I've I've been cooking on them for about four years, and uh, it's good quality stuff. Yeah, they are. So, uh, are, is there anything special uh, that you can want you want to tell the folks about this weekend? You got uh, any big? What's the big? What's the big loss leader? What's the big sale item? Well, a lot of things. If you go and get on our website and look through the ad, there's all sorts of just something for everybody. Um, one of the good things about those that want to get out and and uh, do a little fishing is we've got 25 percent off the entire line of lures and baits from Rapala and. Yakima and Striking. Oh, we just had Denny Brower on the show from Striking. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, go get. The, do you have th- Do you have Thunder Crickets in stock? I don't know. Yeah, go check out <laughs> if they got Thunder Crickets in stock. You got them on sale. Go buy them, folks, because Shaw and Denny both are sold on that bait. So. Well, it, it's yeah. We, we can't keep them in stock. That's yeah. why I said I don't know that we're going through so much fishing tackle it is amazing yeah. people are getting out and getting their lines wet and that's encouraging yeah and what's your fishing manager's name Stuart? big james big james yeah don't tell him i call him Stuart. i don't want him hitting me <laughs> but that's a, it's a good one to look at there's something there for everybody um we've got hiking shooting our old moab series are off 20 percent off okay uh, our 511 tactical gears 20 percent off there's all sorts of neat stuff in here okay um, plus a couple other things i want to tell you about yeah go ahead got, you got 40, 45 seconds i'll talk fast all right next time you come by the store you'll notice some uh some nice signage in our windows that says that we'll beat our competitors advertised prices oh there you go i like that so save some money and come on down okay um just a shout out to our our wonderful military uh retired and active uh, we always have a military discount just bring your military id and we'll take care of you that's awesome hey i'll be getting my military id i gotta go to the va here next uh, couple weeks so i'll uh, i'll bring mine in so i can get some additional discounts from you <laughs> we'll always take care of you dan well you always do you always do so all right well listen since denny talked fishing for half an hour i guess we really don't need a fishing report just go wet a line they're all it's all fair to good so Don, if they crappies biting everywhere, they are. It's the crappie bite is good. If you uh, if you need uh, anything over there at Or Labor Road, go at Sportsman's Warehouse. Go see Big Red, and he'll take good care of you. And go get you some of them garlic worms. Come on down. Come on down. Hey, all right, thank you, buddy. Hey, have a have a wonderful holiday, and uh, and uh, stay safe, will you? You do the same, Dan. Thank you. Thanks, Big Red. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we'll see you. There he goes, Big Red from Sportsman's Warehouse. 8.52 and some change. we got to take a break. Are we done? Are we good? We're good? 
We're good all the way up to the end. Well, then I'm, uh, I got plenty of time uh, to tell you that Dr. Yegi and Dr. TJ and Dr. Brandt and Dr. Stewart are back in business. Uh, they're they, back. They, well, they, they, were, they were taking care of everybody on emergency stuff. Yeah. You know, but now they're back. Back to regular appointments and that. So if you need uh, a filling, you need some cleaning, you need uh, extra floss, you just need a little pep in your smile. Whatever. They'll help you over there at Advanced Family Dentistry. You can check them out over there at 907 North Ankeny Boulevard or call them at 964-1490. But uh, I, uh, Dr. Yegi told me the other day that all the uh, dentist theaters or studios, however you want to say that, they, they have taken extra, extra precautions to make sure that you are safe going to the dentist. You don't have to go fear. You know, most people threat, uh, fret or stress out about just the procedure. Now it's like, do am I going to get sick? You don't have to worry about that at Advanced Family Dentistry. They are going above and beyond to make sure that everything is sterile. Actually, I would probably say that their stuff is cleaner than most operating rooms. That's how that's how proficient they are at Advanced Family Dentistry. And uh, wonderful, caring people. You won't find any nicer people in the dentistry field. I love them out there. They take great care of me and my family. They'll do the same for you. So go check them out at 907 North Ankeny Boulevard in Ankeny, Iowa, five, at 515-964-1490 or Check them out online anytime at AnkeniSmiles.com. And don't you remember, don't you forget, when you leave there, they're going to say, may the floss be with you. The floss will be with you. Obi-Wan, how many times do we have to have this conversation? It's the floss, man. The floss. Good day, sir. Uh, telling you man senile jedis i can't deal with them anymore <laughs> you know you tell them once you tell them twice you know obi-wan kenobi yegi man he's gonna have to straighten him out hey uh i want to thank everybody that signed up for the big uh, outdoors dn young youtube contest you know i probably should have just moved that over to respect the game i don't know why i didn't think about that i'm i don't know if it's too late to do that now we'll keep i guess we'll keep it the way it is but next year if i do this it's just going to be respect the game tv i think but uh go to outdoors dan young on youtube and subscribe send you have to send me an email i've got people messaging me on facebook here's my info it's the rules man i you know the rules are on the website they're on facebook if you subscribe i appreciate it so much uh, when we get to 200 subscribers, I'm going to give somebody a Grizzly Cooler. But you have to email me your contact info because that way I can go on my YouTube page and see if you're actually subscribed. Because here's the thing. I'm going to announce the winner on YouTube. And if you're not subscribed, you're not going to know if you won or not. Sneaky, aren't I? Uh, but first, at 200 subscribers, I'm going to give away a Grizzly Cooler. At 1,000, I'm giving away a big Camprite camping package. 3,500 subscribers. I'm giving away a $5,500 hunt to Montana that's for a whitetail and an antelope. It's a combo hunt. And you get an elite bow. That's like that's like a $7,000 package by the time it's all said and done. Well, $6,500. Let's say $6,500. And then Sportsman's has donated a $250 gift card in there, too. So... Just go to my channel, subscribe, and then email me your name, address, and phone number. One entry per family, please. Because I've had a couple people I've had to throw out because they tried to double dip. Them cheaters. I can't stand them cheaters. Those dang cheaters. Uh, I didn't know. Well, it's right in the rules. One entry. Yeah, I had a guy get mad at me. Well, I'm just not going to listen to you anymore. I said, well, okay. Thank you. You didn't listen to me in the first place. You tried entering twice. <laughs>
So anyway, but anyway, I want to thank Trophies Plus Outfitters, Elite, Grizzly, Game Hide, Sportsman's Warehouse, all the fine folks, Camp Right, that are helping me do that contest. And, uh, you know, Darren Eilander, Gary Wagner, if they could give me a, a home policy for a year, I know they'd throw that in there too. We need to do that sometime. Insurance for a year, but I doubt I doubt if Elvis could do that. But uh, Wagner, man, I don't know if Wagner could do that either. I got to go, man. The show's over. I Thank you for everything. Appreciate you. Have a wonderful Memorial Day. Remember our troops. God bless you. Until next week, be good to one another. See ya.